Alright, this is the 80s Metal on Rock Phoenix Live! <sighs>
You're going to love this show. I guarantee it. It's all about the 80s, baby. Nettle, that is.
guy. Wasn't that awesome? I love that music. I love the 80s metal. Oh my gosh. My first CD I ever got was of the 80s metal. Like, my mom had those things where you mail in the, the publisher's clearinghouse. That's what right. it was. Yeah. And you get the, the 10 free CDs and then you get like the 10 magazines and stuff. And it was like a mixed yeah. metal tape? That's yep. cool. A metal well, CD? Well, no, it was a mixed metal CD. It was like yeah. uh, Time Life's The Best 80 Metal Bands. Right. And you got it on CD, and I listened to it over and over. And Van Halen, I'm assuming, was on it. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't a big Van Halen. My mom did have the one album that had Standing on Top of the World on it, mm -hmm. which was kind of closer to the later 80s songs. Yeah. I think it was in the 90s, actually. Yeah, it was and, later. Um, that was the only Van Halen we had in the house, and I never really got really too experienced with them. Right. Shame. But here's an interesting fact, though. So we had a, one Metallica CD in the house, too, and I got hooked on that. So, I don't know. It must have been something in the water. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah. So, uh, how are you doing? I'm super. Yay! Rockin' Friday. Friday Night. Rockin' Friday Nights with Jen and Frank. We're changing up our White Claw. We have different flavors. Flavor. Mm. <laughs> flavors. Flavor saver. I'm working on tangerine right now. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. So, here we are tonight talking about 80s metal, or as they call it, glam metal and the reason for that is because they were glamorous exactly <laughs> well glam metal and hair metal i i just looked up all the definitions for everything because i kept calling it glam rock and turns out it's not but glam metal and hair metal and hair bands could all be you know used interchangeably yep. kind of thing so yeah a lot of people use that term loosely too it's like oh man they're hair band because they're hair farmers well, yeah yeah or you know their hair was big or it was bright and colorful and whatever right. or they call them like oh that was the 80s metal which yeah it was 80s it was sort of metal-ish it right. was the metal you could get at the time i mean you had bands in the background that were playing um you know, in behind the scenes, always constantly during the 80s playing really hardcore metal. Yeah. So to say that this, I mean, they could say it's pop metal. Yeah. Because it, oh, yeah. it was playing on all I the MTV outlets. Mm -hmm. It was playing uh, on the radios. Because um, it, it kept saying it had commercial success. Like commercially, it was successful. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think this happened in two waves. According to a lot of people, on <clears throat> a lot of people online that I've, I've Googled, um, they think this happened in two in two stages. And uh, the first stage being, uh, obviously, the true kind of 80s glam metal. And then the second wave was kind of a bunch of posers. Well, I read that the first wave, if you want to call it, kind of just paved the way for the, I don't know, the secondary bands to come in. And they still sounded great and looked the same. And, you know, they were still commercially popular also yep a so. lot of good topics tonight we're going to talk about huh we got a yeah. lot of the different avenues to go through this is like this oh, is yeah. the 80s metal this is what everybody wants to do their podcast on everybody right? wants to hear the 80s metal because we just played van halen can we say a little thing about van halen some background seeing as we just lost eddie van halen yeah absolutely absolutely mad respect to that guy and his guitar playing he was Amazing. Do you know what I read? Like, other than the dates and when they first debuted in L.A. in 1978, I read that their sound was based around his lead guitar playing. 
It was. They said every all of their sound that that became Van Halen was um was all based around his skills of Eddie Van Halen, which I thought was just amazing because he totally was right. And I've seen so many of his solos, and holy smokes, right? Here's a fun fact. I'm sure everybody knows this because everybody's a Van Halen fan. But um, actually, Eddie except for you, Eddie played the drums and Alex played guitar, and then they swapped. Oh, that's cool. No, so I did Alex not know that. So then went on the drums, and Eddie went on the guitar. Right. But Eddie was actually learned how to play the piano, and uh, damn it, if I could learn how to play the piano, I would, because wow. I just think that is an amazing instrument. James Hetfield actually knows how to play piano. I'm sure, yeah. And these guys are play awesome guitar, so it's got to be something about using yep, all your fingers, fingers on the keys. Yep, yeah, all their digits and everything, so... Well, he was born in 1955, and he only made it to be 65 years old. Yeah. And then he sadly left our world just this month. Yeah. Again, I was wanted, as soon as I heard, you know, my friend, he was telling me, and he was talking about how him and his dad went to a concert, and Van Halen was their band. And he just broke up into tears when he heard he, that he had passed yeah. away. Oh, I think it probably touched a lot of people because they've been around for so long, too. Like, formed in 72, debuted in 78, right? In Sunset Strip, you know, they were that whole L.A., right? There was that Netflix show, uh, a documentary sort of, that we watched about Eddie Van Van Halen's. (laughs) I wish I didn't watch that one, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right? And then I also read that Eddie had said, well, maybe he got um, cancer from holding the guitar pick. Yeah, Remember, you so told he me had that? tongue cancer or throat can- tongue cancer. No, throat cancer, and they had to re- remove part of his tongue. But <coughs> what happened was is he thought one of the things might have been because he uses metal picks that might when he, when, during solos he'll put the pick in his mouth right. and he thought aluminum no, and all that sorry no and you know what while I was scrolling through reading about them there was this gorgeous picture of him with a cigarette in his mouth doing a solo I was like oh my gosh I don't think it was the pick I'm really sorry but and then the best thing that came out of it is Wolfgang Oh because my I think he's going to blow us away. He's he's already sort of quiet and maybe reserved, even though he's like toured and he's fabulous. And all these old rockers just praise him oh, for yeah. his mad well, skills. Well, we heard this one band. We heard the band Tremonte yeah. um, when I played the Father ha- Happy yeah. Father's Day. And Tremonte, well, that blew me out of my wall. Oh, my gosh. That song was like so awesome. I have it on all my playlists now. I love that band. Right. They are awesome. Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't sing, but that guitar riff, man, he's got that. that yeah, he's heavy, got it. He he's totally got that Van Halen it. in him. That so that's ha- exciting. Van Helsing. We'll have to wait and see what uh, you know what comes of him and pay attention to him. You know, I also sure. want to say this too is uh, some other podcasts think that Van Halen's guitar actually made the definition of metal going forward. Um, and I would say that was false. I don't say that Van Halen was the defining moment in rock and roll or rock sound or his guitar maybe like made again, the, made the made the rest of guitar sounding for the future different but maybe because again they formed in 72 and he was doing those guitar electric guitar solos in like 1978 and 80s be truly long ones yeah crazy and he was good ones. and he was very good He's, Fabulous. But the, there was more artists behind the scenes that were, were doing better. Not better, but even having that same sound. Oh, I can't even think of any, so oh. I don't know. I can't. That's right. Well, there <laughs> I'll were. look it up. I'll see. He I'll let a, you know. He was a great guitarist, and he was an, a fantastic yeah. 
uh, musician. Yeah. The, the band went through a lot, a lot of breakups. You know, they yeah. had uh, David Lee Roth leave. They had to yeah. get Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar left. They got that one weird other guy, the unknown guy. Everybody, oh, just, I don't know the weird other guy. Like, I just know that Sammy came back, and then David Lee Roth came back too. They tried to do like revival tours. Yeah. You know, reunion it was tough. tours. That and, band, they, they went through a lot. You know, and a lot of bands. But go- wasn't it always him and Alex, and always Michael Anthony? Yes, yes. Right? They yep. didn't ever had another bass player. No, they? no, no. Michael was Michael I Anthony so. was all the way through. Yeah, yep. That's great. Just must be such an amazing loss for them too, right? It's a loss yes, for us in the in the rock world. Yeah. You know, we lost a huge legend in in this industry. Yeah. And to see that happen, especially at such a young age, you know, we want yeah. all our rock legends to live to be a hundred, and you know, right? Whatever. <laughs> Ozzy's doing it. Like the I mean, Rolling Stones, right? Ozzy Osborne? Yep, he's old. <laughs> he's got one foot in the grave. Right. All right, so let's let's do it. Let's dig into it, shall we? Do it. We're going to dig into it. Dig. Dig deep. All right, so the way this happened is um, is that... Uh, glam rock happened. It came from glam rock. So this is how it all started. Glam rock was a movement that was happening in the British area in 1970. And it had bands like David Bowie along with other acts like T-Rex and the New York Dolls. Um, these types of music were the way that they formed along with punk and some blended acts like Alice Cooper, like punk and New Wave mixed together. And then they blend that with a little bit of Alice Cooper and Kiss. And voila, yeah. you have glam metal. So yeah. What I was reading is it took the visual elements from, say, those bands, the New York Dolls and David Bowie. Like- yep. Bowie, the the visual part of it, like the clothing that they wore, the and leather the makeup, pants. and the yeah, yeah, right, and 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 they talked about the androgynous lo- kind of look where men are wearing women's makeup and maybe women's clothes even, and sparkly jumpsuits and you know whatever shoes, yep. and then and you, that's so interesting because what I'm seeing, and that's awesome that music transverses over, you know. Yep, and it's cool to see as a kid, as as my generation learning about this and going, hey, that's really cool, you know. I didn't learn, I didn't even know that. Like you would just put on an '80s song and you'd be like, hey, that's rat. Yep. But now you know the behind the scenes of this, and this is great. Yep. How it all came to be. The '80s metal or glam metal. Glam metal. So yeah, so these this blend of sound that's coming out of the late '70s, early '80s, '80s is what forms the bands that we hear today. You know, it 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 makes makes that guitar driven catchy music it just drives uh what the 80s were all about oh for sure and i read like from a visual perspective that glam metal is the flashy and the tight fitting clothes and the makeup and like we just said the androgynous aesthetic of it all right and the denim and leather we just got replaced with spandex and the color pink <laughs> and accessories Oh my gosh! Isn't that crazy to think that? I mean, looking back on it, it's like, wow! I would never wear those pants ever again. No what? way! You're gonna be wearing those pants this Halloween. Oh, but yeah, but that's just only because it's a costume, right? I'm pretty sure you wore them once before, maybe you know, New Year's. If I had a great butt and I could fit in leather jeans, <laughs> that'd be great. Right. But I have no butt, and there would just be yeah, this like, would fall right leather off. butt pocket. <laughs> anyway, here we go with some bands that were. Amazing during the 80s. This is again the awesome band Motley Crue. This is Wild Side.
Bands like this one and the next one define the 80s music. This is Def Leppard, Foolin', Rock Phoenix, live. Yeah. 
God, that's great. That's just freaking awesome music. You can't compete with that. that no, is just you can't. A genre of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, well, and maybe, Jeff Leppard's fabulous. Oh but. my gosh, I was so disappointed not to be going to be yeah. able to see them. Boo. Boo. Stupid coronavirus. Well, it wasn't that stupid. I mean. Was, Coronavirus isn't that stupid. <laughs> no, it was bound to happen. Oh, something bad was I bound thought to for happen. sure it was bound to happen. It was gonna ha- this was gonna well, happen. We watched a bunch of documentaries about food and I don't want to get too much into it, but they, they were said predicting this was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So this was eventually I mean, it was it was destined to happen because our gen- generation knew nothing about viruses that we didn't know right. anything about well i think a lot of our continent really doesn't know a lot about it because our continent has really stayed safe all of these years it's other countries that you know they had their own versions of bird flu and swine flu and, and again horrible. never i just <laughs> should have never done business with them in the first place uh, yeah but that's what makes the world go around right we're right. supposed to trade, right? So check this out. Let's say you're a young teenager and it's 1984. You cruise. You live in L.A. and you're like, what's the best thing to do? The best thing to do is to walk your happy butt down to where the Whiskey A Go-Go is. And but where you can't get in. What, are you going to stand outside? You're a young teenager. The, yeah. The 80s were different, <laughs> you man. you fake ID? I did. You had a fake ID? My name was Penelope Morris. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never went that far. If my sister's listening to this, she may be peeing her pants. <laughs> I may never go that far. No, I had to get into arcades, and I hung out with my older sister and her friends, and they wanted to take me to, like, dancing clubs. Right. Not nightclubs. Dancing clubs, because it was huge in the 80s. And I was only 12, and, uh, you know, I needed ID to get in. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I never got a fake ID. I would always just stand out in front of the supermarket and I'd bum for beer. Yeah, well, we would do that, too, because girls in the 80s, we wore a lot of really, really tight jeans. Hey, girls and boys are different. There's no comparison. You guys can get whatever you want. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We didn't even have to really bum anything. We just asked really nicely, and they'd be And not, not even from the I 80s. I think they I'm bought us extra. Saying that's what my, genera- my generation did. Right. Nope. Yeah, I you didn't girls have got to it easy. Pathetic. There's girls out there that are like, <laughs> I can just use my body, and I'll get money. Yeah. Not money, but I mean, no, we wanted we wanted rum to put in our um, oh, yeah. big gulps. That's right. You said, we, yeah, we would go. And you will them, never like, drink full. grape ever again. Oh, that was a totally different thing. That was a totally different alcohol. It was peach, actually. The peach was with Malibu. The grape is innocent. I just drank way too much fake grape juice. <laughs> that you're not even on the right path there. All right. So <laughs> check it out. You're out. You're a young. You're a young. Adolescent, legal age, legal age, yes. going out to the whiskey at go-go at oh, night. Yeah. You're seeing bands like Motley Crue, yeah. Rat. You're seeing, yeah. you know, at Van Halen. I mean, God, that's got to be something. Just haunt, just to say, hey, yeah. I, I saw Van Halen at the whiskey at go-go. Yeah, Man. oh my gosh, mind blowing. Now sure. you're old, but yeah. damn. <laughs> but you can look back and you're like the coolest old guy ever. God, isn't of that your great? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. just awesome. I would be jealous of that. Oh, I would just sure. be like nuts. Like everybody, like when we went to see Metallica, like we had guys in line and were like, yeah, I saw them back when they came to Auction Pavilion back in 1989. I'm like, holy uh-huh. crap, that was when like James could move. Yeah. Sorry, James. <laughs> no, he's still just as handsome. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think no. he's more handsome now because he was terribly ugly when he was younger. And then now he's a very handsome guy. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm very biased of Metallica. But hey, anyway, so um, 
Yeah, so you you get to see these bands coming down the the Ventura Boulevard, yeah. and it's just freaking fantastic. And I'm still stuck on the whole visual of it all because they had their hair backcombed and hairspray like Aquanet. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, their hair was insane. They wore bandanas like around their legs, around their forehead, not like a hippie bandana. They wore it totally in a different you know look. Can you imagine altogether. what's going through their minds trying to think, hey? Hey guys, is this gonna be okay? Or are we gonna like uh I don't know look stupid? All no. I think all they wanted to know was are chicks gonna like it? Because girls we just Oh yeah. We just melted when we saw them. They were so holy cow. I can't even I can't even describe it. And it's weird too. That's it, why I watched so many music videos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to see them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't care if they were even on mute. I just want to see them because they were gorgeous and sexy and all of the above. So nobody stopped to say, hey, this was a good idea. They just went all balls out. Oh, I think so, yeah. And yeah. literally, when you wear spandex, it kind of shows everything. <laughs> shows it all, right? Well, we all know about Vince Neil because we all watched that documentary on Netflix. Yeah. So we all know that they all met him at a party. Um, I guess they had a lead singer before that. And he didn't work out. Yeah. So, well. oh no, they didn't have one yet. Uh, I don't they, know. They I don't remember. In, but they met in uh, some. They oh, one of the guys already knew him, knew of him. They, were, he sang they met for in Tommy band. Lee's. No, they met in Tommy Lee's apartment. I think is what it was. I don't know. I think it was a party. I think you were right the first time. Yeah, it was a party. That's what it was. Yeah. And so they meet him, and they're like, "Hey, this guy looks good," but they didn't know if he could sing or not. But the, but uh, the guitar player. You know, said, hey, this guy's validated. Yeah. He kind of, so. Yeah, I think it was. Tommy Lee knew him from another, he was the lead singer of another band. Yeah. And they kind of had to coax him over. But the, the, the visual part of them, the visual aspects of all this glam metal, I think that's what appealed to music videos. Because all of us girls were sitting around going, oh my gosh, Bon Jovi. Here's my question. That band met. This nail is so gorgeous. When you form a relationship on alcohol, the band, the mm. relationship will die with alcohol. I think so. Um, when they met, they were all like at a party, so yeah. you know alcohol was involved, and maybe he was not yeah, but himself. They were extreme too. But Holy when cow. these guys, but this this band again is another band that went through a hell of a lot. I mean, same with Van Halen. Yeah. Same with them. I mean, yeah, these tragedy. guys just partied and, and overdoses partied. And, and they thought they could death. just not be themselves, wear what they want and get away with it. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, you, you defined a genre. Yeah. They probably had so many people just like snap of their fingers, like do this for me and girls do that for me. And it was just whatever they wanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Just whatever you, just, they called it. It's crazy, and and that the fashion worked. That was yep. the cool part. Well, and you know what? The videos actually showed us that lifestyle too, because we used to watch these these glam metal uh, music videos, and it showed that lifestyle, like all the drugs and all the hookers and all the parties. <laughs> hookers, right? Strippers, whatever. Those yeah. music videos always had girls on poles, half naked or half dressed, what however you want to look at it. That was just kind of that went hand in hand. So that's why I'm thinking the music videos, that's what really gave the huge boost. I'm not saying they're not fantastic bands. Music videos boosted them. The look of them and all these 
young girls wanted them and guys really liked them because they were cool and they could still bang their heads at it. Well, I guess music videos really gave us a look into the band. Yeah. I mean, before that, you didn't know them. Yeah. Like, nowadays, you can Google... Album cover. Everybody's got a cell phone, so you can, like, Google their live performance or Google, like, a snip of of them or something on a show. But, yeah, we didn't have that before. Back in the 80s, you didn't have that. You had... Music videos. You yeah. didn't have the internet quite white yet. Right. Not, it wasn't quite there yet. Well, I was doing a lot of like Teen Beat magazines at the same time. Hit Parader. You were looking at Hit Parader. So but that was, was my brother, way, right? That was another, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's where we got sort of a little bit of insight to the band. We got to see pictures of them too. Because when you're younger and you can't go to concerts, then how would you see them perform? Music videos and and i gotta give credit to mtv because it was pretty huge pretty awesome but any i used to watch friday night videos and this videos and put them in slow motion sometimes when (laughs) david lee roth jumped off of the the drum set and he kind of did the kick in the air slow-mo david lee roth oh yeah oh yeah everybody loves music videos this is cinderella this was another awesome ballad Count the phone until 
You're listening to the one and only Rock Phoenix Live. This is Enough's Enough. Fly high, Michelle.
Well, I hope you're enjoying our little uh, ballad thing we got going on here. Um, ballads were huge back in the 80s. And, uh, well, let's enjoy them. Rock Phoenix Live. This is Dockin'.
Stop dancing. Get back to the show. We're listening. We're back. All right. Slow dancing. <laughs> so romantic. Boy, I bet that brought back some memories for a lot of people. Oh, girls love power ballads. Oh, hell yeah. Girls Who totally love that. Guys liked it, too. Did you? Oh, hell yeah. If you were a musician back in the 80s, I'm a struggling guitar player, man. You were like, I'm going to buy some chicks over, play some ballads. Yeah. And then <laughs> play you did, some I'm ballads. Sure there were, I'm sure there were some dudes in bars, you know, like those guys that get up there and play, like the local bands right. covering some of those right, ballads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And they're just slow. I would have loved have been back in the 80s. Man, this sucks. Oh, because you were only born. You were just born. You're like a little baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Anyway. Sucks to be you. So, all right, that band right there, man, was Dawkins. Dawkins, awesome. I love that song. I actually never really listened to Dawkins, but I had a couple guys in my school that they were huge. I had Dawkins a teacher fans. that told me he was the drummer of Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> me and Tim fell for it. <laughs> and you didn't have the internet. She couldn't Google it. We, we didn't care. <laughs> The fact that he said he was just a drummer of Dawkins put Dawkins on the map for right. us. We're like, who's Dawkins? And then he just said it. We're like, oh, let's listen to Dawkins. And then sure enough, you get those 80 CDs yeah. and that song's on there. Right Boom, Dawkins. Uh, oh, my gosh. man. Yeah, it, there were. There were lots and lots of ballads. I think you need to do a Rock Phoenix Live that's all power ballads. Oh, my gosh. It would take forever. Uh, well... Obviously, we'd have to pick our favorites, <laughs> right? One from you, one from you, one from you. You know, here's the interesting point about ballads, though. A lot of people think that ballads are what killed the uh, 80s music because you had so many ballad mm. music videos going. It just kind of drowned. But yeah. I don't know. Who's no, to say? I was there. They were so... Oh my gosh! You know, I, I don't know. We got so excited when the when we could see them, and they looked like they were staring into our eyes. He's singing about me, right? The love and the lust, and he wants me because I can see him. Yep. Yeah. All right. Obviously, so disillusioned. Chad Bowart says this. He says. Hair metal was influenced by glam rock from the late 70s and the early 80s, inspiring the over-the-top look hair bands adopted, including big hair, makeup. Hard rock bands like Slade and Aerosmith helped shape their musical sound. In the U.S., the hair metal was popularized by, on the Sunset Strip of Los Angeles. Beginning in the early 80s, at the height of its popularity, the 80s hair bands had huge radio and MTV hits and were one of the most popular genres of all music. It's amazing. Says that guy. Oh, yeah, but it was true. I don't think it was the most popular genre. I think it was an extremely popular one because it was like a decade long. Well, remember, they were saying in New York you had kind of more new wave going on. So I think the hair band stuff was happening. um, West Coast? Yeah, West Coast, definitely. That's where it all happened. You know, Sunset Boulevard. Well, there was Ventura Boulevard. (laughs) Santa Monica Boulevard. All the boulevards. You know what? There were some that were from like North Carolina. I don't remember which band. So they weren't all LA bands. They're no, from... no, no. Not the bands were all, uh, from all LA. But they what... all went to LA. Yeah, exactly. Oh, kind of like okay, your okay, Ontario. Yeah. yeah. Damn. If you want to be somebody, Damn. you got to go to Ontario. Go to Ontario. Or go to the Sunset Strip. Ah. Not anymore. I mean, we got YouTube now. We don't really need any more, <laughs> you know, right. bands playing in clubs. Unless you're, band, you're a club band. There you go. But that's just amazing how this type of music went on for so long. 
and it was so idolized. I mean, people like were like, oh, my God, Rat was a huge influence in my yeah. life. Round and round. Yep. Bummer we can't play it, and Jen had to sing it. Well, oh, it's I don't even think you can sing it. I just Take did. Take that back. Shush. I can sing whatever I want because it sounds bad. Uh, yeah, it's not in your repertory. That's too bad. It was Rat, right? They yes. don't want us to play their songs? No. They want to use maybe it for commercials? On B- maybe they're on BMI. I don't know. No, dude. Remember they were on that commercial. What's that commercial? We're Geico. rat singing. Oh, no. Yeah. You have rat problems. <laughs> 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 they can play it there. Well, they're bigger They probably have huge royalties, oh and they gosh. didn't want to... They didn't want to give up their music for all of us to listen to. Whatever. That's I not true. They just probably sold out. They needed the money. Look, look how old he is. They need the money. Yeah. I mean, we, we let's talk about this now that we're getting on this. So, you know, the 80s music died, and we're not, we'll get to that later about how it died. But it came back again, and, you know, they did this revival thing. Right. So, you know. They tried to revive it. Yeah. Because a lot of bands reunited. Right? Like. They got Brett Michaels back and, and um, oh my gosh, Vince Neil back. Yep. And there was a couple bands that got their band members back and they tried to give it another shot again. Yeah, like we just saw this year. I mean, again, it wasn't just this year, but before that, you had bands coming back in the early 2000s yeah. trying to get their startup again. Like you had Great White touring. Right? Yep. What? Didn't you tell me something about Great White, though? There's two Great Whites. Yeah, so check this out. So I'm the third. That's what? what they used to call me in school. The third? I'm the third great white. Oh, because you're Jen White. Shh. Thanks for giving up my whole name, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you're not white anymore. Nope. It's true. It's a secret now. So, this is what happens. You're stuck into a marriage for 10 years. <laughs> and you don't get along with well with each other. But you've been doing at it for so long because you've been coked up or drugged up or whatever. Hey, it gets you by. Right. And then finally you're like fed up and you're just like, enough's enough. Like, like nobody ever. I don't know. I mean, if anybody watched that documentary about Van Halen, like he didn't want to release, he didn't want to play cover songs. The, the record right, companies no. made him do it. Yeah, he didn't want to. Eddie didn't want to play that music. He wanted to play his own music, and he hit it. Well, that's why David Lee Roth went. He snuck behind their back and went off on his <laughs> David own. David right? was like, "Hey, man, who's got the he's blow? A, he's a clown. I'll be with you. Whatever. He's a clown. Yeah. But you know what? I loved him." Especially, you know, in in jump, but he's a clown. All of like California girls. He's like the and Jim Carrey of, of, of music. Yeah, those goofy songs that he <laughs> sang. A horrible set. I'm pretty sure Dave would be punching me if I said he was yeah. a Jim Carrey of music. He may come and burn your house down. Um, but anyway, so you've got maybe we should have said he these has people that are stuck together for so long. And sorry, go ahead. Theatrical antics. That was David Lee Roth. He was very oh, theatrical. Sure. Everybody has a stage face. Everybody <laughs> yes. has a stage pers- persona. Okay, sorry. Move on. All right. So you got all these guys that live together for so long on a tour bus or on the road together making yeah. music all the time. And they're all drugged out. But when it comes time to get sober, well, that's when problems happen because then the real true side comes out because you've never been true to yourself in over 10 years. And so you sober up, waking up, be like, hey, what happened? And all of a sudden, you're not friends anymore with the lead singer. Oh, yeah. And you see this a lot now in, in 80s bands that are trying to come back. We've got two Queensryche brand, bands. We have uh, two, two great white, two great white yeah. bands. We have... Uh, and some are a couple of the original members, and the other one only has a couple other Usually what it members. is is like in Queensryche, Queens, Queen Rights, for instance... Um, 
the Jeff Tate is with him is the original member and then he has another band. Oh, just the band. And right. then the other band is the whole band with another singer. Singer. Because right. they for whatever reason you get yeah. that stage like you're the badass. Like Vince Neil, yeah. for example. Like yeah. again, there's a Yeah, but you know what? Lead singers are like the quarterback. Oh yeah, they right? are. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? For sure. That's a great. They are the, the great front analogy. man, yep. and they are the good looking, and they are the all the talent. That's right a great there. analogy. You're right. Yay! Absolutely, it was a good one, huh? Yeah. So they get that big quarterback fame, and yep. it's like goes right to their head. Yeah. Oh, way more than the band mem- yeah. mates. But again, you see the bandmates like Nikki Six. I mean, he was sticking needles in his arm. He thought he was just nothing. Yeah. He thought he was just dirt. But all these people loved him. Yep. Absolutely, they did. Well, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the lead singers, or a few that I can picture right now, they were the blondes, and everybody else had black hair. Oh, yeah. Right? Vince Neil always had pink, right? A pink bandana and a pink whatever, because he had the pretty blonde hair. I guess. I wasn't watching uh-huh. him. And then everybody else, black, black hair. You know who else had a bandana on. was, oh, uh, not Axel. Uh, Axel had one, too. Oh, Guns N' Roses, yeah. But he um, wore a head Aerosmith. Oh, psh. Old. They're old. He had a more wrapped around his <laughs> mic pole. Oh, my gosh. Really? Shut up Tyler? and dance. No, he's old. I yeah. don't want to talk about him. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> he made 80s music between yeah. his style. I guess, yeah, because he's an old guy. It has to start somewhere. Yeah. Give him credit. Fine. So, th- what I'm, so like we talked about, uh, they, they, we have these double bands touring now, and it's just interesting to see because for the whole time we're like, oh my god, we never thought they'd get, they'd break up. We never thought this would happen. You know what I'm wondering? The band that has the replacement singer, does the singer sound like the original singer, or that's is a great singer- question? Check. Well, look at Journey for instance. Yeah. Never thought that Asian guy would be all of a sudden belting oh out stuff gosh. that Stephen Perry did. Yep. Steve. Steve Perry. Steve Perry, yeah. Because yeah. it sounds a lot like him. Oh, yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't even have known. I, obviously, if they went, I don't know. I would have known something was different because I tried to sing along because I know all the Journey songs according to my brain. But I bet you I would have noticed something was different, but he sounds so much like him. Well, let's go the opposite direction with that. So Queen pulled Adam Lambert out on tour with them. Yep. And he sounds nothing like Freddie Mercury, but... When you interview uh, Roger, not Roger Water, Roger the, the drummer. Yeah. Um. When you interview him, he yep. says you're not coming here to see Freddie. Freddie's dead. Yeah. This is Queen. Queen. And I think there was so much animosity in that that yeah. he like you watch that that Queen uh, uh, Bohemian well, Rhapsody. Because Freddie made them feel like that, that he was the number one and they were the sub. There's that stage you know? presence. Yeah. That big he's head. he's the lead singer. Yeah. And theatrics as well, right? His outfits and his everything. He was just right out there shocking people, you know? So. Brett Michaels is like that. Right? Yeah. It's hard. Oh, but he's also blonde. And I think everybody else was black what, what about Sugar Ray? He was a beach blonde. Sugar Ray. Yeah, remember him? Sugar Ray's from the nineties. Yeah, but he's still a, a he's a beach blonde. He's a fake blonde, but he still had a huge stage spread. He went on to do like <laughs> entertainment. Tonight. 
He went on to like home, like host Entertainment Tonight or something like that. That's weird. I didn't know that. He took his fame to a whole nother level. It was right. like, whoa, where are you going? Bring your ass back right. down here. Oh, but then that also reminds me, going back to getting replacement singers, where I really, really like David Lee Roth's Van Halen. But a lot of people prefer Sammy Hagar's Van Halen. Oh, are you a Hagar fan? And years Roth ago, yeah, yeah, years ago I posted something on my Facebook, and my brother, who is the biggest Van Halen fan that I know of, truly, he should just call in because he would be able to talk about them forever and ever and ever. He said they are two totally different bands to him. Oh. Even though they have the same, you know, like all the band is the same, just those singers. David Lee Roth took Van Halen, a totally different sound than Hammy, Sammy Hagar's. Hammy Sagar. Sagar. <laughs> Sammy. Hagar. I thought the Hammy part was much more funny. Didn't uh, didn't our, our friend uh, see Sammy Hagar at his club in Cabo or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. Old neighbor Brian? Yeah. 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 He took a nice picture with him somewhere. I like seeing vocals, so I'm definitely a huge Hagar fan. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't go Roth. I'm sorry. I mean, I like the music that I hear with Roth's voice. I mean, you can't like yeah. say, "Hey, Eddie, rewrite this music." Oh no, I can't do that now. Yeah, but you know, my perspective. I was like probably a hormonal teenager, and David Lee Roth was pretty hot in oh, those, yeah. well, those he was pants, jumping around. And Sammy Hagar, no, you have crazy hair and you're old, so no, it's totally different. Man. <laughs> And then you had Motley Crue going like, hey, we're going to go the whole opposite. We're going to all dress like black girl or girls in black leather. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, very girly, but that was still very attractive. Yeah. I don't remember being turned off at all with Kiss, some of the... Kiss did the whole leather thing, too. Yeah, but Kiss was crazy insane because of their makeup. Like, they're full-on, like... And they did, because Chris is also old. They were really popular, like, in the 70s, not the 80s. They were still around. But they had huge platform boots, boots, all black, black pants, black shirts, black this eyeliner, black hair, their masks and like the cat and, you know, Ace Freely and yeah. it was totally different. And when Kiss finally took their makeup off, I was like, <gasps> blown away. I never knew that they looked like that underneath <laughs> all of that makeup. Yeah. Gene Simmons is hideous, but that, oh my gosh, Kiss was really quite amazing. That's a huge problem. Like when I go to see Cheap Trick now that they're older, it's like, man, these guys aren't Aww. the same when I first saw them with my dad. Right? It was crazy. Yeah, and my again, sister loved them because they're quite old too. To see your idols age is hard because if you, when you're a kid, you think they're immortal and they're going to yeah. live forever, and then you see them age. It's tough. It really is. Yeah. Um, but these guys have have taken and they want to they want to run with it. I mean, they yeah. think that what and you've they seen have Cheap done. Trick like three times now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's like your band. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but it's funny. I laugh at you every time you say, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing Cheap Trick, and you hold up the phone. I'm like, he oh, says you're that such he, a dork. Uh, the, the guitar player says that he's the most infamous band there is because – all their music's out there. It's been everywhere. It was the uh, it was the theme music for that '70s show, um, and um, they have all these hits. The Dream Police. They right, have, yeah. and then still nobody really like. They're not famous. Famous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you Foreigners know, faint more famous than than Two Trick. You think so? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you're just saying that. When I saw them tour <laughs> with them, yeah. I mean, they were the right. headliners, so I just assumed. But maybe again, they had more hits. They've Foreigner. always had hits. They've always put out stuff. No, no, stuff. no. Maybe you said that because Foreigner has more hits than Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick has had some 
pretty huge hits. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what their rating was on the Billboard, you know, charts or whatever, but because um, they've had a lot of great, great songs. But maybe that's why you said that. Foreigner was stupid popular for quite a while in the 80s, of course. So. Yeah. I want to know what love is. Oh, my gosh. Everybody knows the words to that. Yeah. Well, you know what? How many girls lost their virginity to this song? Cheap Trick, The Flame. <laughs> Rock Phoenix Live. Another night slowly closes in And I feel so lonely Touching me, freezing out my skin I pretend you still hold me I'm going crazy, I'm losing sleep I'm
in continuing with our ballads, this is the last one. This is Saigon Kick. Love is on the way. I can see it in your eyebrows. Hold me down 
Twitch live. It's my turn, huh? Yeah. Woohoo! Jen's got the mic. All right, I read something totally cool about Quiet Riot. And I did love their whole mental health album. We all did. Face it. So I read, and I was really impressed. I even wrote it in capital letters in my beautiful purple pen for my friend Lori. Quiet Riot was the number one glam metal band to achieve mainstream success in 1983. was their breakout year of their mental health album. Um, it was the first heavy metal album ever to reach number one on the Billboard charts, which I just thought... Holy crap. Who would have thought that? Holy crap. Yeah. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? I don't it? know. I don't, I'm not downplaying them because they're awesome. But I mean, I think if somebody said, hey, who was the first heavy metal album to ever reach number one? I'd be like, I don't really know. And I probably would have named off like five other bands before I decided on Quiet Riot. Well, good for them. And no doubt, this song kicks butt. Here oh, yeah. it is. Come on, feel the noise.
What are you doing? Licking it up. <laughs> I should have guessed it. This is Kids Rock Phoenix Live.
I'm living it up. Are you living it up? I'm living <laughs> up. This has been the best night ever, man. We're having such a blast over here. It's just outstanding. I'm having such so much fun with this music. It's awesome. I told you it's lick it up. I thought it was live it up. <laughs> All these years. Live it up. <laughs> okay, I had more po- it had a more positive spin on it. Right. <laughs> no, I told you kiss was raunchy. That's why they had lick it up. That's hilarious. <laughs> See how you get these wrong rock the cax box? Right. The cat box? The yeah. cat box. Um, you know, we were talking about Quiet Riot, and I said that they were the first heavy metal album to reach number one on the Billboard charts. That kind of that same year, like 1983-ish, was your kiss, Lick It Up. Yep. And then, um, I guess, Motley Crue released Shadow of the Devil. Def Leppard released Pyromania. Yeah, we played Def Leppard. We played right? Motley Crue. Great bands, aren't they? Just oh. awesome. I always, Like I said, I'm, I'm regretting to this day not being able to see... Um, uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue together with Joan Jett and Poison. Yeah, that, that was one been. hell of a fucking tour, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I'm sorry for cursing, but geez, <laughs> that would just been a great show. And it was just like that's like the oh, show I was of the so lifetime. Close. I had tickets. I was almost there, and bleh. yeah. That's why I said stupid coronavirus. Ah, uh, whatever. Ruins hey. everything for everybody. It so. killed so many people's families. Damn China. What? Coronavirus killed Not so many the people's country, families? but I'm sure there's great people there. It's just, uh, damn it. I don't know any. And it, anyway. <laughs> See? I'm falling into your negativity. Mm-hmm. I don't know any. Wee, <laughs> uh, You mentioned Bon Jovi. Yep. And I got to say their Slippery When Wet album was... You know, in my album repertory, mm. <laughs> totally was. Yep. I read that it had eight weeks. It stayed number one at the top of the Billboard charts. Eight weeks is kind of a lot. Yeah, for sure. For the whole album, I mean. So I don't the, mean this just whole one genre is awesome song. because it had a mixture of the slows and the heavies yeah. too. Like you don't really see on on rock radio. Uh, too many ballads like they'll play a couple um, but they don't play too many like rock radio if you're gonna play something on a rock radio station it has to be like shine down catchy pop yeah you know yeah hard rock poppy and usually some of the slow songs don't fly um, right but shine down seems to get away with some of the slower songs that seem to be catchy huh. um Maybe Sometimes just, goodbye is a second chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a slower oh, song. I love that song. So, you know, it, it's just interesting with this genre, you had like black and white, you had heavy and you had slow. Yeah. And there was no like in between. Right. It was always like in the slow song, you had this nice ballad and then the, like, the guitars would come in in the chorus and then go away. And we all headbanged. Yep. And then yeah. on the heavy <laughs> side, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hanging your head out the window. Yeah, we went from slow dancing to headbanging and winging our hair around in circles. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so we were talking about how MTV had a huge play in this and how what they did with uh, playing all of the different videos on their airwaves and getting everybody psyched and pumped about music and yeah. rock music. Yeah. Um, this also, you know, when you put, your, put yourself out there, you get yourself copied by. And so, like what Chad Bauer was saying is that this spawned numerous copycat bands of lesser talents that diluted the genre and nailed the coffin in what was the rise of grunge music. Grunge music. Grunge, <laughs> grunge music. Are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> of grunge music. And we'll get to that later yeah. uh, when we start uh, ending because the show. 
And we will get to it later because there's a couple people that say that's not necessarily true. Yeah, there's so I many different reading. stories about how the end of the 80s happened, and uh, we'll talk about that I soon. I think the peak, though, I, I swear to you, is music videos because they were so massive. Yeah. Everybody watched. And like I said, it wasn't all just and MTV. It was, well, and it wasn't In just Canada, you. we had much music, and it was out of Montreal. Montreal. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Not Ontario. Munch, munch. Interesting. Got, yeah, right? I'm sure Ontario has a BMI there. But truly, our, our cable television had much music, and it was music videos and Friday night videos, and I can't even name them all, and I had them all, and I would record them on our beta. And all these music videos just promoted it and pushed it, and everyone got to see them all, and I think that's what it was. But you say MTV agreed because yep. they were the biggest, we right? We had Total Request Live with Carson Daly. Yeah, they had that dial MTV, and they would play the music videos, and you could call in, and you would just, like, touch tone, I guess, dial, like, vote for which one was your favorite. And they had the Headbangers Ball. Yes. Oh. Had- I they love just promoted that show. the you know what out of this. Yeah, I love that show. So good for them. And, I, then and they, I, only, I only caught a few seasons of it because again, I came up back in the nineties. Yeah, that was really when I came of age of awareness. Yeah, of so age. I get, I get, what I, were you eight? Yeah. <laughs> I used to record lots of VHS music videos and stuff off MTV. When you were eight? MTV was awesome. Like, for whatever reason, like, Beavis and Butthead was cool. Yeah. Like, before I even knew it was music videos, I was just watching Beavis and Butthead. Right. And then lately at night, looking at Eon Flux. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. She was pretty sexy, wasn't yeah. she? In her black whatever. So... Pointy shoes. What I think he, this guy is talking about here, about that, that spawned numerous copycat bands with other talents, is you all of a sudden got this second wave of bands trying to all of a sudden, like, oh, they can do it. Well, I'm going to get out there in some spandex, and I'm going to try yeah. it, too. Well, and you already played Cinderella, right? Because that was on my sort of list of the second waves. I have the original bands that paved the way for Poison. For Skid Row, for Warrant, for Cinderella. They were the second wave is what I was finding out. They weren't the original, but the other bands that originally did it, they paved the way for them. Right. And they had they had their own take. You know, some of them were, weren't so girly and as pretty, and the other ones were just kind of like and let's heavy not, metal And let's not forget this, though, that 80s music is so overproduced. It is so, like, yeah. in your face, like, Listen to it. The vocals are intensified so that the choruses are catchy. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's just like perfect. everything. There's layer upon layer of of, yeah. of guitars. I think that's and why heavy I like drums. I like it. Yeah, and I just wish I could be able to hear that live and see the difference. And uh, one band that does this greatly is uh, White Lion. Check it out. This is Wait.
Get ready, East Coasters. This is your man. Bon Jovi. Rock Phoenix Live.
pushing the run away. Yeah. God, I love that song. I got lost again. Why Damn don't it. you leave it up to Bon Jovi, though, please? <laughs> oh, <laughs> come back of the century. Boom. Man. <laughs> yeah, so that guy was not a phony at all. Not saying the other band was either, but um, just you could totally tell there's some. Like, Bon Jovi paved the way to. Um, he was one of the, the the new ones coming off the Jersey side, not in the Sunset Boulevard side. Right. And you know what? I think you're right. Like, he's true, and he's still around today because of that. Because people would be able to say, oh, he's just full of crap, you know, and he's just riding it for picking well, it for whatever. Sh- but he's a good businessman. Yeah, and I'm sure he did his share of drugs or alcohol, but he didn't let it last for too long. He didn't let it become his life. It, be, it, it was If it did do it, maybe he did it in the side or whatever, but... I don't know. His it philosophy... didn't lose control, that's for sure. Like I remember him saying, that you know, he told his band that they all need to become clean, and they all went on this Monsters of Rock tour show, and everybody on that plane was totally intoxicated except for them because they were like trying to stay sober the whole time. Wow! So if it was crashing the plane, they would have been the ones with the emergency exit, throwing the doors open, saving everybody. <laughs> you hope so, right? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how like smoky it was inside that inside that airplane cabin. I don't know, but those guys must have <laughs> had a great rock star life. I mean, yeah. in and out of hotels. Like you heard all the stories about how uh, Vince Neil would get trashed, and then he would like totally trash and the trash room. the room. Yeah, yeah. I think the parties they had. Oh. oh my gosh! I think it's just too out of control. I think you're short lived because this is your behavior, and I think somebody like John Bon Jovi. He's an actor, and I'm sure he does a ton of other stuff. But we look it up. I bet you philanthropist. You know, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Director, sure <laughs> producer, writer, director. I'm sure he has a lot of titles. I know he's a dad, and he's a husband. And I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he probably has a great work ethic and integrity, and that's why he's still around. Yeah, like, well, for sure. Like, when he on TV shows, I didn't watch the shows. Sorry, John. But wasn't he on TV? He's like an actor in TV shows. Yeah, right? he's had a little here and there cameos. Right. Yeah. So... You know. And he's kept his music going. He's had tons of albums. Yep. Um, yeah, he's and totally he stayed really alive. Fall. He didn't completely fall into that heavy makeup, I'm going to dress like a pretty girl, you know, but they still were pretty sexy and they had the hair going on. Well, he also went country. And, pardon me? He went country. Oh, yeah. I read that too. Yeah. Right? Well, they were trying to just keep it going and keep it going. And some of the artists, like I even read that, they did their best to either change their sound or somehow adapt it. You know, they didn't want to give it up. Yeah. Why would you want to give up that lifestyle of just being on top? You know? Hey, and going back to another guy who had a really big head, this guy actually named himself after, well, maybe not, uh, a famous... He named himself? A famous musician that played the, the keyboard, the harpsichord. Harpsichord? Harpsichord. Uh, this is Sebastian Bach. Bach. Oh, gotcha. And Skid Row. He's Rock Phoenix Live, baby! Sweet. 
guys are saying goodbye. Just kidding. <laughs> so we're getting to the very end of the 80s here. And uh, we should discuss the decline. The decline. We should talk mm-hmm. about this. The sad decline. Uh, I don't want to talk about this. This is just <laughs> awful. I'm so depressed. I'm depressed. I'm very depressed. <laughs> then you know what? Jump on the internet and Google some 80s hair bands and it'll make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, it will right? make me feel Listen any better. Listen to your uh, Rock Phoenix Live this episode again and again tomorrow morning. All right. You'll so, feel better. So check this out. So this is what I've got on the decline of uh, glam metal. Okay. And this is what it says here. It says this. It says, glam metal suffered a decline in popularity in the early mid-90s. Early mid. So that's why you Ah. had bands like Saigon Kit coming out with the mimic, love is on the way. Yep. So. Yep. As the grunge and alternative phenomena revolutionized hard rock and fans' tastes moved towards a more natural and stripped-down aesthetic and rejection of glam metal visual style, during this period, many of the most successful acts in the genres in the 1980s, Pinnacle suddenly found themselves facing disbandment as their audiences moved in another direction. Glam metal has experienced a resurgence since then in the late 1990s with a successful reunion of tourists from many popular acts from the genres in the 80s heyday, as well as emergency of new, predominantly European bands including The Darkness, Craze, Licks, Santa Cruz, Reckless Love, The Struts. Oh. And of course, the American band Black Steel Panther, which plays, LA plays as yeah. a 80s metal band, and they were an 80s metal band back in the day, and they're still putting out songs oh, now. Oh, that's cool. See, they sounded familiar, but none of those other ones sounded. And familiar. And they didn't change their look yet either. Right? Oh, really? Good for them. Sticking with it, right? Some good 80s retro there. So some people do say that it sort of died off because grunge. And I guess Nirvana played like some MTV, I don't know what year it was. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, in the early 90s. But then other people say, no, you can't blame it on Nirvana or Soundgarden or uh, who else? Well, here's another thing, too, that happened that they said is also by the 1990s, you had many of the frontmen going away. We had the loss of uh, Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Uh, C.C. Davila Poison passed away. Right. You know, Mo- well, passing away is one thing, but a Vince lot of Vince Neil those- got locked up. Oh, right. So he and he killed uh, he killed that guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but that was way previous. No, that was nineties. He killed another guy. Yeah. Two guys? <laughs> no, not two guys. One guy. Calm down. Wow. I thought that was like in the eighties. No. Him and, oh, I can't remember that. So bands. The were, other band so a lot of the eighties bands were just remembering because of all the stuff they had previously done is catching up with them. Yeah, but that's what I was reading. They were trying to do the resurgence and trying to bring it back because they were reuniting right. and touring again. Well, yeah, and you can reunite. That's fine. Yeah, and then everybody wanted it too. I'm sure they did. Oh, I'm 80s sure. Eighties metal yeah. was is it awesome. Sold out. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of it. I mean, you had all kinds of 80s metal out there. Um, but it also says, too, that glam metal suffered because of the rise of grunge. And that's right. huge. Oh, I was thinking of some other. I, I wrote down Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam yep. and Soundgarden. I think I said that. Nirvana. And Nirvana. But, but I don't think that was, that was it. Because I think they were already dying out before that. Before Nirvana went and, and did the, the MTV and, you know... 
I don't know what year it was, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was already fading out. It was already on its way. Well, and some people think it was because there was too many po- too many ballads on the air. Too many oh. out ballads were going around, and it was like, the, mm. we had enough of the ballads. We well, wanted something different. Did you notice, out of whatever amount of songs that you just played, there was a heck of a lot of ballads. There is. There's tons of ballads, and, and they like, were totally oh, popular. I them. Yeah, they truly were. I didn't realize they were popular with guys as well. I just thought maybe like... Oh, we love them. We wanted to use them and use them to abuse them. <laughs> right? <laughs> Take it away at all. So it, as what I was reading as far as like um, the the reemergence or, or whatever, trying to reunite and start touring again, I guess Europe, the final countdown did become popular only because people were freaking out over the millennium. Oh. You know, 1999, the end of the world. They probably sold the final them. They, countdown. They were probably editing that song and putting it on their Instagram yeah. video. Yeah. It was everywhere. And Every- already that's on a commercial too. Remember oh, yeah. we laughed when we first saw it. It's an excellent well, song. Well, they did so. a they did a commercial too with the Yeah, Europe was on there. Yeah. Then I read also there was a Glam Slam Metal Jam Music Festival. I think it started in Texas. I'm not really sure. Like summer of 2001. So good for them. It was a success. It didn't say it was a A success. A success. It's very successful. (laughs) I should have said that. It was a success. Success. In 2001. So it wasn't quite dead. There was still lingering and holding on and every last... I just don't want to go out and see my 80s band. Ooh, my 80s bands. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Saying that, chords? hey, man, buy my merch so I can get home. Oh. Because you know, they were so awesome. I would buy their sweaty headband. I don't even need it brand new. <laughs> God, it's disgusting. You probably would, too. <laughs> I totally would. I could totally Frank, see that. how much money do you have? <laughs> I'm not giving you any Your money. Your money, my money, max out a couple credit cards. <laughs> All right, listen here, Brett Michaels. <laughs> take your bandana back. Do you take Apple Pay? <laughs> Scan your business card or whatever. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I thought that was... I didn't even know about the 2001 Grand Glam... Grand Slam. I met Jenny's. I must be hungry. <sighs> Glam Slam Metal Jam. It's just Jam. interesting that how it faded out. It's interesting to see that everybody wanted that more like... Uh, it was just a change in music. It was just... It, you're right. It, it's The grunge? Yeah. Because it wasn't focused on make as much money, get as many girls as you can, and you know what, them all, and, you know, like drugs, and it wasn't like that. Well, I'm sure there was lots of drugs and grunge, but they're probably just getting high, you know, rather than sniffing cocaine off some strippers. Right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting totally now different. because check this out. So you see a lot of new bands coming out now, and they're trying to live that like '80s lifestyle because they're always saying like the backstage is nothing like it used to be. Now you go backstage and some there's some dads back there with their babies because they're on <laughs> tour and stuff. Sure. Or you know the millennials, um, but there's nobody doing drugs anymore. There's nobody back there like hoofing around or whatever. Right. Um, but this is another interesting thing. So talking about that, I had this guy I was talking to, and he was saying that backstage at concerts like he was giving me an uh, example when we saw Metallica yeah it was awesome right yeah absolutely all right so this guy actually helps, more than awesome this guy actually helps set up the stage for Metallica and so he sets up the stage and he's putting like everything. now or wait years he ago he did 2017 okay. wow really? the show we went to oh okay. so check this out so he's yep. telling me about this and he's saying you know things are all I mean, he's not saying this but this is what I'm telling you. Things aren't always what they are. 
So yeah. we had a great time where we were because we were obeying the law and stuff. Yeah. Well, sure. according to him, there were not one, but not two, not three, not four, but m- 25 accounts of people tripping balls. And he said this one guy was in a suit. Yeah. And he got carried out by one of these other guys in charge. And he was... In- uh, investigated for uh, peeing on a child at the concert. Oh my gosh! He Wait, said, what does tripping balls mean? They were like, on, they were like tripping balls on acid or tripping. on okay. a drug or whatever. Yeah. And they're at their favorite show. Wow! They're at their favorite Why concert. Why would you do that? We drank a lot of beer. Um, oh my god! That you show drank was a awesome. disgusting amount of beer, and we lost a car, and we walked around the entire stadium. We had to pee so bad, and it took us, what, like half an hour oh, to walk around well, the stadium? It was Metallica. But why would you want to take some crazy-ass drug that's going to make you trip out when it's such a fantastic show? Because you want to relive you're, that moment. You want to relive the moment uh, when you heard the band that you're seeing, or I don't know. So, like, if you go... No, they, they weren't taking crazy... LSD or psychedelic or whatever kind of drugs? I don't know. I I, I, I don't I, think so. I think they were just smoking a lot of pot and drinking a lot of beer. No, and man. Shots it's and, the, like, let's, let's, for instance, hmm. let's say, so all these concerts we go to and we always hear about the guy in the back. And again, we're fortunate enough to go to concerts. A yeah. lot of them. Um, not many people are. And so when we go to concerts, we're like, oh, yeah, we just saw blah, blah, blah. Or we saw two, this and this and this and this. Right. Set, blah, blah, blah. And then we go up to guys and like, well, we've only seen this. And remember, I, my last band was in 1980 or whatever. Right. And they're like, oh, my last, I saw Metallica, you know, over at Auction Pavilion. Again, <laughs> right. I'll use that as an example. Yeah. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, I saw him back in 1985. What do you think he was doing back in 85 or 89? He was probably getting it's boozed just smoke, up. Yeah, and smoking up. pot. And so these guys that are older or whatever, they want to live that moment or they get this high off of being at a concert and that's not enough. They need more. Right, I guess so. It should be enough because it's pretty amazing uh. with all of the, especially that Metallica concert. Oh, we're supposed to be talking about hair bands. Oh, we are. Uh-huh. We're trying to talk about them coming back and what right. they're doing. And the the wave of that the style of music that they, they brought to us back in the eighties, um, a lot of bands are trying to keep that going. They yeah. want to keep that as an influence, and it'll probably step it right up. Like now, because of all of the the visual effects, all the video screens, and all the cool. Before we just had like yeah, pyrotechnics. You, you got to step it up right? now as a band yeah. in the eighties when like all you a fire was cool and the fireworks or whatever. But yeah. now it's just going to be yeah, like Kiss when you had a wall of- wall of amplifiers that mm-hmm. was really cool. But now we're like bored of that. We want more. We want more yeah, visual. We want we want to be with you guys on stage. We want to be immersed in it. Yeah. We want to be hypnotized. Right. You know? Oh, for sure we oh, do. Oh, yeah. And you know who doesn't who hypnotizes me? Who? Just Lita Ford. <laughs> I'm pretty sure many men whacked off to her picture. <laughs> this is Lita Ford. Kiss me deadly. Rock Phoenix Live. Went to a party last Saturday night. I did a good leg. I got in a fight. Uh-huh. It ain't no big thing. Late for my job and the traffic was bad Had to borrow ten bucks from my old man Uh-huh It ain't no big thing I went to a party last Saturday night I told you that story, it'd be alright Uh-huh It ain't no big thing
Heydays. <laughs> Generation X, baby. <laughs> no, I, I was just telling you, I read that there was a partial resurgence around the year 2000. Yeah. Due in part to the increased interest on the internet. Yep. People must have been Googling images and Googling stuff of their glory days. Of oh, they're going to be Googling this for a long, long time. <laughs> this was amazing music. This was awesome music. This was a music that was so engineered at the same time so brought to us by awesome artists who can yep. play and do their instrument well and like and also look the it. part too mm-hmm. like you know we learned a lot from Millie Vanilli back in the 80s when they, <laughs> with, with lip singing but that was on the pop side completely different topic but uh, you know there was just different styles going on in the 80s and this is just one that just over blew yep. everybody yep. like you said you know Mental Health was number one metal album yep. on the rock charts yep first one ever to hit the number one that's yeah. pretty amazing that's a good feat right there we can never forget 80s music and it will always play a huge role in all of our lives yep. it's just one I of those things as a rock fan as a pop fan 80s hair bands are just one yep. of those things and I think even for young people because they like like, because everybody's getting into retro. So now all of a sudden, 80s isn't just 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It's way old. And now it's retro. Yeah. So a lot of young people are like, oh, yeah, you know, that was a cool band because it's retro, right? Well, it's just interesting, you know. And I want to say bid uh, fair do or good night 
<laughs> to all of you. Adieu. Adieu. That's what it was. Adieu. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. To all of you tonight for listening to Rock Phoenix Live. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our show tonight. Um, and I hope you got learned something about how 80s music is and what it was. And yeah, and, and what hair, it can be. And hair farmers and hair <laughs> bands. Hair and, farmers. Yeah, I totally forgot that term until I just was reading it today. That's funny. I was like, oh my gosh, we used to say that. <laughs> You're a total hair farmer. We did, we said that. So, one of the things that some of the 80s bands are doing to try and stay in the now is they're doing remasters. Where they oh, go back sure. and play their music again. Yep. So we all know White Snake and their song. Yes, here we do. I go again. Well, here is Here I Go Again, the 1987 version with the 2017 version. And I want to say goodnight to our listeners. This is White Snake. Here I go again. You guys be safe and love each other. And rock on. Here I go